welcome to the Old Dark Podcast. I'm Dean. And I'm John. Come on in. Sit down. Stay a while. As we prepare to take a deep dive into this week's episode of 1994's Wear a Brother and Sister No More. Oh. Oh, gosh. I was about to say that you do, like, a much more clean dive-in intro, whereas I ramble about before I actually say what we're talking about. But now you're talking about the incest of this entire thing. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's just let, let's just go on that right away. And, um, yeah. So... Well, the film, we should... Uh, oh, we should probably tell them what it is. Yeah. In case they auto-played in or something. Yeah, or... Yeah. I mean, how many people... How often do you pick something to listen to or watch and you don't read the title beforehand? Many times. Really? Yeah. That... With, with podcasts, yeah. Really? Yep. Oh, no. No, I... I, I, I just boom, 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 boom. Uh, unplayed, bang, bang. Oh, no, I gotta read what I'm going for. Yeah? Oh, yeah. I have to read the title... Every time. I'm wondering if it's because we're recording in 48 hertz, but we're, we're so much bigger. Oh. <laughs> we're so much bigger. Okay. Yeah, so I don't know if that's a difference. It must be. It, it's got to be. That or we're, we've learned to yell into our mics. We're not yelling. Oh, I don't think so. No, but it's... Frankenstein. 1994's Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Yeah. Yeah. Roundabout way to get to it. Round, roundabout way. Oh, brother and sister no more. So you got Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah. And Mary Shelley's Frankenstein within a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. And within a couple of weeks for us. Yeah. Month. I'm not sure where that schedule falls into place, but it's it's within a reasonable amount of time. Yeah, and it's funny because we're actually stabbing a random piece of paper. Yeah, it it was was random. random. Yeah. But I did learn something fairly recently. Okay. I did not know. I knew Francis Ford Coppola didn't direct this, but he produced it. Right. This, like, it was his idea to do Bram Stoker's Dracula, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, and make them more authentic, or more, not more authentic, more close to the novice. Yes. Now, I, I will say this. I, straight up, I, I'm not a massive fan of this movie. You weren't the biggest fan of Dracula either. I wasn't. I wasn't. But you know what? I thought you were going to really like this. This this is this is as close of a movie adaptation as you're probably ever going to get. Yeah. Right? Because the novel itself is heavily descriptive and it talks so much about the mountains and it's very... Uh, it's it, it falls underneath the category of rom- romance. Like, not romance as in, hey... Smoochy, smoochy. No. Romance as in, it's a romantic book as in, uh, like, this just, the computer just executed something and went, and it did its thing and went away. I don't know what that was. Mm. But a ro- romance as in, like, capital R romance, the beauty of nature sort of thing. Yeah. I, I am not a literary nerd or uh, learned in any way. If, if you want to know more specifically what I mean or what I'm trying to talk about, you can figure it out and look it up. But it, it's it's a, a love of nature. A love of nature. In this case, it's, there's so much heavy description of, again, the mountains, the lake, just everything he goes by. And even the monster when he's looking in and seeing his reflection in yeah. water and he's looking around these woods that he gets abandoned into. 
Mm-hmm. He's just soaking it all in and loving it. And but hey, yeah, anyway, he's smitten by yeah, by, everyone's... by the beauty of life and the beauty of nature. It's not even so much that he he's smitten by it. He does the monster is initially very gentle, um, but just how it's wrote, how it's mm. wrote about, how descriptive it shows Shelley's love for describing the nature around her. A little bit later, I want to touch a little bit more on on that about the monster being very, very, like, how would you put it? I don't remember. Like two seconds ago. I, I know, I know. Timid? He's mild. Mild, yeah. Mild in the in the beginning, like he's, he's not this... No, no, humanity turns him... He, He's not chaotic evil. No, and he never is, I don't think. No, no. But I, I, there's a line later on that that he says, basically, I have in me a love that which you could never understand, but also I have a rage, basically, uh, also the, the like of which you couldn't understand. Right. And if I can't indulge, uh, if I can't satisfy one, I'll indulge the other. Yes. Yeah. So is that 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 from the book? Uh, now you asked me about specific lines from the book. Is Jeez, it, I don't remember. There, there was a couple when we discussed this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There, yeah. there's some very close lines, if not exact lines, from the book for sure. Yeah. But that one, it sounds like it very well could be, but I, I wouldn't go out. I don't want to say yes. No. I want to say yes. Yeah. Because it sounds like it would be. It's it's possible. But I don't. I Definitively no. Uh, yeah. It's I over a year ago since I last read it. So. Yeah. But um, yeah, I got the uh, my mother in law gave me the two hundredth anniversary edition. Two hundredth anniversary. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and it's the second. It's the I think it's the second edition of the book. Is what. Pretty well, they're all based off of now because she revised it once. Yeah. Which is what I was getting back around to about the brother and sister thing. Yeah, yeah. So, in this movie, it's like, oh, they're very, oh, disgusting with how they call each other brother and sister and then kiss. And it's just a little too far. In the book, they're raised as cousins. They're raised as cousins. But they're not related in the second edition. She's adopted, though, isn't she? Yeah, in the second edition. Okay, yeah. They are cousins in the original. Okay, they are in the original. They are. Now, so what happened was Mary Shelley post, uh, posted, no, she didn't post the book up, published Two, the book. 200 years ago, uh, whatever social media was kicking <laughs> around at the time. She published it underneath no name. Yeah. Because the prevailing thought was that a horror novel wasn't going to do, or a gothic horror novel wasn't going to do so well with a woman's name attached to it. Mm-hmm. And after it gained popularity, I think it was 20 years after when she republished it with her name she attached. She so with her name attached. So she went through and did a few edits. And one of the edits she did was to change them from actual cousins to adoptive cousins. Okay. For the reason that she didn't want her name attached to something that was kind of incestuous. Yes, yes. Right? And uh, if anyone remembers the uh, what we were talking about the other week, the the inbreeding with the hillbilly uh, episode we did. I was talking about yeah. inbreeding with the hillbillies. Yep. Um, and I mentioned there was this highly inbred family uh, that was... I showed you the picture. I can't show you guys the picture because you know you're not uh, you're not there. I couldn't remember the names. They were the Whitakers. 
the Whitaker family. You're right. Now, it, their their parents were first cousins. Yeah. And their mother's parents were first or second cousins. And that's enough to cause severe, severe inbreeding. Yeah, yeah. So, just to think, you know, they knew that back then. Yeah, yeah. So, she wanted to avoid that stipulation, even though she was writing about nobles, and nobles often, well, they did that anyway. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, she didn't want her name attached to something that was like that, so she made it so that they, she was adopted. But anyway, that, there, does that count as a tangent? Because it's no, not the no, they, I don't think I don't think it's a, a tangent at all. And, I mean, nobility was just basically, it was the idea of keeping their, their, mind, pure. their yeah. mind pure. Yeah, and they that's what we look at it nowadays, but maybe back then it was also, hey, well, you know, the family business. Yeah. It was a lot of, I mean, it was a lot of money. And as today, it's a lot of shit has to do with money. Yeah. But. Uh, we don't want other people coming in to. Right. Break down that wealth. Yeah, that's a, that's a, looking at traditional nobility and inbreeding is a whole, that's a whole thing that's people could get it. You could spend years learning about different families. You hear about that? So if you're like, if, if you're from a noble bloodline. Yes. It's a shallow gene pool. Yes. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And there's actually a, there's a way to grade your percentage of inbred. Okay. And I do believe the Whitakers, go back to them for a I think they were about 25% inbred. Wow. And that leads to severe mental handicaps. Um, and I think someone left. There's a guy on YouTube who goes through how it's done. Yeah. And he has a video on, on King Charles. And how inbred King Charles is. I don't remember King Charles's number. No. It's, it's, I think it's, it's more than 10%. On, on the topic of inbred, have you ever seen Old Boy? Oh, I've heard. I've heard. I know the story. Man, that's a rough, that's a rough story. I mean, that's not intentional in any way. No. But, man. No, that's uh that's a bad day. Yeah, that's a that's a very bad day. When you have a day like that, you need to bust out like uh, an eighteen ounce hammer and bust some fools up. Yeah, yeah. Hammer time. But yeah, I hate the fact that they called each other brother and sister constantly. Yeah, yeah, they did, right? It was basically then that last time. It was a level of creep that I did not need in that movie. Yeah, yeah. Like it was like oh. Well, let's get married so we don't have to be brother and sister anymore. Please, please don't. Yeah. No, definitely, uh, definitely for sure. I don't know why they did it that way. I don't know. I don't know. What was wrong with calling on each other? Oh, this is my adoptive cousin. This is the girl we've taken care of all, all my life. I think it's just creepy to begin with that they adopted her as a child and grew up and are just like, Hey, Victor. Huh? 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 Yeah. Yeah. You want to take a go at that person you've been raised with? Uh, no doubt it, it is it is a little bit off-putting. Yeah. But Victor is off-putting anyway. Yeah. Because in my opinion, and I would uh, well, I, I would figure you're probably on, on this page with me as well, mm. he is the villain of the story. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. There's that old, there's that old, uh, I, I, I want to call it an idiom, but then I'm, I think I'm just being pretentious because I'm not sure what that means. Yeah. <laughs> the definition of being pretentious using words you don't know what they mean yeah. uh, there's an old I've heard it before and it, it, it essentially goes um, 
the difference between wisdom and intelligence. Yeah. Is intelligence is knowing that Frankenstein is not the monster. Yes. Because, yeah, okay, the monster's the monster. Frankenstein's the doctor. Yes. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, that intelligence is knowing that Frankenstein isn't the monster. Wisdom is knowing that Frankenstein is the monster. Mm, yeah, absolutely. I love that. I, I love that. I don't know who the hell said that first. That's that, that's perfect, though. It, it is. Right? I, I heard it from a and d guy. Yeah, yeah. To explain yeah, this. But I, I like when you put it that way. I never really thought of it that way. Yeah. But... It is true. Yeah, it's it's the monster is monstrous in physique, right? Vis, vis like visibly a monster only. His visage. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, the movie. Let let let's start with the movie. Yeah. Like how, how it begins. I, I found it was a pretty intense opening. Yeah. With the with the ship in the storm. Yes. And whatnot. And anyway, they they crash on the ice. And they hear just this wailing. Yeah, they hit an iceberg, don't they? They they um, scream iceberg. They they do like I'm not sure if they hit it head on, but they yeah. they do, and then they get stuck in the ice, basically. Yeah, they they do get stuck. There is an iceberg. Yeah, there's an iceberg. I wrote I I, I feel bad for my first note on this because I wrote down no iceberg in book, but I one I I don't want to say that for sure. I don't think there was. I I also don't want to pick on this movie for. Being oh too dissimilar to the book because again I I actually I think it's a really great adaptation. That great adaptation. I didn't like Walpole. No. No, I didn't like him. I don't yeah. know if it, I, I don't know if it was the actor. I don't know if it was just. I, I think know. I think it could have been the casting, but we didn't get a lot of him. No. In the movie, he's basically there in the beginning. And there at the and, end. And he's there at the end, and there's no real like. Yes, you're drawing a parallel that he's as driven in his exploration right. as Frankenstein, as Victor is in his... Yes, and that's the whole parallel yeah, of that's, the book. that's the parallel to them. Right, and and that's what it's meant to be. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You, you do pick that up. You do pick it up, and um, that's fine enough. You don't get his more nuanced character, but I wouldn't... I One, I wouldn't want to. It would yes. take too long to explain his whole backstory for a movie. I'm glad that they didn't go into it. But can you imagine being on that ship, crashing on, onto the ice? Yeah. And hearing that on the winds. Yeah. Now, and this forlorn whale. Whale is yeah. is the only like it's not a scream. It's not a. It, it's like a wailing on the wind. Yeah, and they didn't know what was up north at the time. No, they absolutely. had no idea. I forget what some of the some some there were. They had theories. I I should have uh, I should look them up. But I think one of them was they thought there was some people thought there was a giant magnet on the North Pole. Yes, that's why that's why compasses worked, which is kind of silly in our modern day to go a big magnet. But I mean, they didn't know. No, that's you true. look at you look at these you know forerunners of the frontier sailing around nowhere. Yeah. Where no one lives. And I mean, yeah, the Inuit people live up north. Not that far north, guys. No. Not that fucking far north. No. Holy shit, no. Like, the Inuit live pretty fucking far north. They got a pretty harsh lifestyle. Yeah. But not that far north. No, there's... You gotta go go south. When you get this far north, there should be nothing. There is nothing. Right? 
right? Yeah. There is nothing. And then, but they don't know that. No. And to hear that. That wail. That wail. It trans like it translates to me. It's like it's sadness and rage mm. mixed together. Okay. And you get this that checks. Yeah. You you get that sound and it's like it's chilling. Yeah. Right? And and you can definitely see the expression on like what the fuck is this shit? Mm. Where what have you where have you bought us? Right. Right? Yeah. And then you see a hooded robed figure coming out and that turns to it turns out to be be Frankenstein and I guess he's been up here running from the monster. He has a dog sled. Yeah. Does he? Uh, no, no, he doesn't. The dogs jump off of the ship. No, and they. Thought he had a dog left. No, he he tell he tells them not not to worry about the going after their dogs because they're already dead. Oh, right. Okay. So uh, a part of me is wondering, like, what he's doing up here this far north. Is he running from the creature or is he hunting the creature? I I think he's running from it. Okay. Right. Do you know the answer? No. Oh, oh, he was chasing them. He was chasing them. He was chasing them. So I think it even says this. Does it say it in the movie? I don't think so. Okay. So like he's so, chasing, he's chasing the monster because, well, um, I guess spoilers for a 200 year old story that's so ubiquitous. You don't even know, you know, the whole thing yet. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things that, yeah, you probably know all the points of this story. You just don't know. That you know all the points of this yeah. Um So uh, uh, he's chasing them because, well, what the monster did to him. Okay, yeah. But and also... Like, he chases them up through Russia. They buy sled dog. They both buy sled dogs. Anytime that Victor falls behind, the monster would stop and let him catch up. At times that Victor ran out of food, the monster would come back and leave him food along the trail to make him follow. And he was just going to follow him into oblivion. Yeah. So he, he essentially did. So basically, the the monster is toying him along. Yes. He's leading him yeah. somewhere. North Pole. Yes. That's that's the idea in the movie. I don't. Or uh, maybe in the book as well. I know he wanted to go south. The monster in the book wanted to go south into Africa to live with his mate. Into okay. the wild jungles and whatnot. Yeah. Into the, un, into the unknown lands of Africa. But um, yeah. Okay. So I didn't know. I've never read the book. Okay. So I, I thought that was in the movie. Though, I, I didn't. Know, I I don't think it was specified, or I don't recall it being specified. I, I, I that basically he's either running or he's hunting. Right. So I I, I guess I make inferences based on my prior knowledge, and I can't help that. Yes, and I like one of the first like lines that Frankenstein says to the captain. Okay. Um. He looks at him and he says. Do you share my madness? Yes. Right? Mm. I, I love that because he's fully aware at this point. Oh, yeah. What, he knows. Yeah, what, what he's done and what, right? And he sees that in him. Yeah. Right? So. And he does. And and, and uh, I said Walpole earlier. Walpole is not yeah. Captain's name. It's Walton. Walton, yes. Wal- Walpole's like this old British guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he was a sailor or not, but he's an old British politician. I don't know why I said Walpole, um, but yeah, the uh, yeah, there's a whole par- parallel parallel thing between the captain and Frankenstein. I think that's established. Yeah, pretty 
well weighed, especially when it's like, do you share my madness? Yeah, no, yeah. that's a great line. That is a great line. I right? just like the word madness, too. I don't know what it is. Yes. It's very, it seems basic, but it's very, there's a lot of depth to that word when you want it to be. How do you feel about the cast here? Where? In the, the whole movie? The film, yeah. Um, again, Walton, I don't know if it if it was poorly cast. I, I think, I, I found it pretty bad that he didn't even attempt a, an accent. I, I don't know. Because he's American. Okay. But he, he's not American in the book, from what I know. No, he'd be English. He'd be English, yeah. English, he might have been Scottish, I don't. Again, he's from the UK. Yeah. Greater okay. UK. Area, so, yeah. so once again, I, I, I say this. Why don't you cast people from the ethnicity that they're supposed to be? Right. Right? Or that will naturally have that accent. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Is, uh, like it, it's fine to change things. Yeah. But, 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 like, you know, he's a British guy. Cast a British guy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Or, um, or Kenneth, I can't say his last name. Kenneth Branna. Branna? Yeah. Oh, that's going to be difficult. I don't know. How'd you find him as Victor? I I, I liked him. He's the director as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no. I liked when he was running around shirtless. That was great. Oh, yeah, he was definitely stroking his ego when he you know, Oh, yeah, no, that, like he, he was... That. He was He was built and he had that... He had that hair down to his shoulder, and he's just, like, getting all sweaty. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Helen Bonham Carter. Oh, yeah, no, she she's uh, she's gorgeous, too. She is, yeah, absolutely. Definitely. How do you feel De Niro did as the creature? I, I did like that, too, as well, though. Yeah. You know, I think he did real menacing when he needed to be and it's real not, sad when he needed to be. It, it's not, the like, the role. Like, Robert De Niro is Frankenstein. Is it's not like Gary Oldman is Dracula? Hell yeah, that makes okay. sense. All right. Robert De Niro, the gangster. Why not? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think he did great. Yeah. It's just not like for him. He really had to be stepping outside of. Was it, or was he just kind of? Uh, was it the idea that he's playing a viewed as villainous character? Mm-hmm. Because that's maybe not just gangster. He's generally a villainous character. I guess, yeah. Taxi driver and whatnot. Yeah. Right? He's he's got a lot of like he's got roles. a lot of roles. He's got a role a lot of good roles under his belt. But yeah. But yeah. Max Katie. Other than uh, fear. Other than them being, you know, uh, conventionally attractive. I, I think the acting was pretty good as well. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, I think the effects for the creature, the look of the creature was great. Yeah, I did I I really did enjoy the fact that he had two different colored eyes. Yeah. Right? And one was one was kind of like that a dead eye. No. No, I thought it was kind of milky. He, he had a brown and a very bright blue eye. Okay, maybe I, I seen that as kind of like yeah, no, milky. It, yeah, it, it wasn't a, it wasn't a dead eye. Okay. I think if it had been made today, it may have been. But the fact that they had two unique, two very unique, different eyes. Yeah. Right. Well, you can see in the face, it's kind of like he got that stitch. Like part of the even the two eyebrows were different. Yeah. And I I say that looking at it currently. Yes. I don't know if that's just that picture. Maybe it's just that picture. Cause then eh, maybe it's just that picture. The eyebrows look different. But I got it. Op- I got it opened up here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was I was looking at this arch. Maybe not quite. Cause but it's not the, arch. I like. Hair, but... I, I like the fact of you know how like his how it splits his lip. 
Yeah. And whatnot. Like, he's totally stitched together. I think the makeup on this is, like, fantastic. Yeah. Right? Yeah, for sure. And the fact that, basically, he made him out of the guy that deprived him of his mentor. Right. Right? Right. So, and I did notice that it is De Niro that plays the guy that stabs... Um, God, what's the professor's name? Waldman. Okay. Professor Waldman. John Cleese. I just seen that. What the fuck, really? You didn't re- you didn't notice him? No. Holy shit. Very, a very well, serious role. Yeah, for for John Cleese. Yeah, absolutely. I thought he was. I thought he was great. I had no idea the minister for silly walks was also a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bilbo. Who who's Bilbo? Or or Jack the Ripper. Ian Holm. Ian Holm. Huh. His father. Holy fuck. Yeah. I don't notice these things. Man, it's a stacked cast. This is this this is the really good thing about not knowing, not being able to recognize actors. Yeah. This is surprising to me. Okay. Like I know the name John Cleese. That's I'm, I'm a I'm a pretty I won't say I'm a huge Monty Python fan. I enjoy my Monty Python. Yeah. But um the guy who played Bilbo, I didn't know his name. Okay. And I will forget his name. He played Jack the Ripper in, Very soon. in From Hell. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm I'm all down with that. Now that so that look for Frankenstein is like a very modern look. Yes. Right? Now I mean classic Frankenstein. In the game. Is fucking classic. Yeah. Like Yes. Come on, but no, he's not gonna look like that. I do he, believe if you stitched a guy together out of pieces, he'd probably look like that. Right. Now Maybe. So his limp is because one of his legs is longer. Yeah. Okay. Right. Maybe that makes sense. And you see, like in the uh, when he's reading the book, you see, like, and basically when he's when he's nude, when he's first created. Yeah. You see that stitch where where like a leg has been stitched on there, but that real limp that he's got is because one of his legs is actually longer huh. than the other. I you notice these things, and I'm just like, yeah, moving. Yeah. Fun movie, yeah. First time watching it, though. I have watched it several times. Okay. Right? You're going to... When you're watching something the second time around, third time around, fifth time around, um, you pick up on... Yeah. ...on different things. Yes. Right? Okay. I didn't initially notice that De Niro played the guy who stabbed John Cleese. No. I didn't really connect that... That's the body that he took down. Now, I figured that was... And he the... shaves his head, mm-hmm. and you can see that that's De Niro with that. Okay. Right? And then he just, like... Now, I, I did I did put two and two together where the body he the body that was hanging was the guy who stabbed yes. his, yeah. his uh, doctor or his teacher. Professor? Doctor, professor, teacher? Yeah. Yeah. Education. Education specialist. Provider. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, no, I, I I did put that together, but no, uh, like how he keeps telling himself raw materials, it's only raw materials. Yeah, and then later when Frank when the the creature yeah um, brings in the first candidate for his mate yeah he's like oh not her why her why her it's only mat- raw materials it's only materials yeah your words yeah right yeah yeah. Yeah. He did, I did catch that as well. Yeah, I love that. I love the dynamic between them. Yeah. I Again, the acting, I got no issue with any of the acting. I almost wish we had more. Um, I don't. You, you don't wish that we had a little bit more of, like, between them? Between them? May, maybe. Maybe not. 
Once again, I'm not familiar with the book. Uh, well, I mean, so how beyond the book? It, this was very immediate that he discarded. Like basically, was it that quick in the book, or did he actually spend some time with the creature? Like in oh, in the book, he passes out. Uh, Clerval shows up. Is like, dude, what's your problem? Your father just sent me here from Geneva. Mm-hmm. Because Clerval's his childhood friend, not a friend he met in in um, uh, uh, Ingolstadt in he Germany. Yeah, it, not not a friend he met in Germany. It was a friend, childhood friend. Got sent down and was like, "Hey, what's going on?" Yeah. And Victor just was passed out, and the monster was left, and he's like, "Ha ha! This is the best thing that's ever happened to me!" And then passes out for like. A month. Okay. Sickness, because he had worked himself so hard and so much to create the monster. Yeah. That when it was done and it was finished, he nearly just, he just about died from, like, just exhaustion. Yes, from uh, from exertion. Yeah, he had just, and then his friend had just, Clairol just showed up and just fixed him. And the monster left, wandered off into the woods. Okay. That's it. All right. Now there was a there was a bit of time where Victor woke up and the monster was just staring at him in the book, but yeah. And again, the eyes are I didn't I didn't say that, so not again. But the eyes in the book are yellow. Yellow. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. His eyes are yellow, and other than that, he's kind of before that he really describes the creature as kind of beautiful. Mm, okay. But that may be to his creator's eyes. To the creators of Until yeah. the thing is animated, and then it's a wretch is the word used so often in yeah. the book by the creature himself. Okay. Yeah. You left me a miserable wretch. Yeah, a miserable wretch. Right? Um, so in the movie, yeah. it feels like, okay, I think Frankenstein, Frank like Victor, yeah. had thought that the creature was dead. Yeah. When he when he got like hung up in the right. in the chains and whatnot. Yes. So did he abandon him? Would he have abandoned him? If he didn't know, maybe he would have Well There was a lot going on. There was with, a with, lot with, going on with there. Cholera and and right. whatnot. And none of that was none no, of that's that's right. So I think that was added as a as a reason to accelerate things, get things Victor didn't need a reason. He created an abomination. Yeah. And he just couldn't do it. He he just abandoned it. Yeah. Victor in the book. But he thought it was dead. Not in the book. No, no. I'm no, talking about it, the film. In this, you think he thought it was dead? Yeah. 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 I mean, when it got strung up on the on the like, I think he like had reserved that it's dead. Yeah. Right. I don't think I don't think the Victor in this movie would have cared. No. I think he was just as well to abandon it, whether it was dead or not. Okay. Yeah. I think so. But I, I'm curious. I, I'm curious to know how it would have played out if he had known. Well, in the book, he knew. He decidedly finds out later. Yeah. In the book, he knows that it's not dead. Yeah. And just moves on with his life. He's like, ah, it wandered off in the woods. Whatever. Yeah. Not yeah. my problem. No. Uh, in the movie, uh, that cloak, that coat, that monster's wearing. Yeah. I want one. That's cool jacket. That's a cool jacket. Frankenstein's jacket. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it's mentioned earlier on in the film. I think it's his journal. Yeah, his friend. His friend comments on his coat. Yeah. Um, or it's a new jacket, and basically, uh, yeah, his journal's in the pockets. Yeah. 
and that's what the uh, the monster, the creature, takes. Right. Eventually, he's able to read. And, yeah. And so I had watching the first thirty minutes of this movie. Oh, just took the wind right out of my sails for it. Yeah. Yeah. The very beginning of this movie, I was not a fan. Out. It did not. Gr- the the ice. Okay, fine. Uh, not not that I'm saying I let it go. You know, that's fine. But all of the stuff, the slow go through everything, Victor's childhood, and then that weird electric kite scene and laying down and electricity going over their finger. God, God. I, I, I understand I, why it's there. I don't. It's his connection that electricity brings life. Okay. I think it's that scene is there to represent that. And basically the stuff with it is to reinforce his drive because I really like the bond between him and his mother. Right. And I like the personality of how his his mother is trying to do her best to she sees that her son is this brilliant has this brilliant mind, but she also wants him to live his life. Right. So I think that there's that dynamic for that. That there's that reason. So you feel it when his mother dies during childbirth. Yeah. You you feel his loss, and basically he he's over her grave, and he's talking about how he he's never going to let this should have never happened. Right. Right. And that reinforces his drive and fuels his madness. Yeah. So I understand why why it's there. It's it's exposition. I didn't get that out of it though. Okay. I I just well he he comments on me, the electricity as as me. being life. Yeah. The key to life. Okay. Yeah. It felt to me like padding. Okay. It really did when on a first watch through, it felt like padding, and I was not enjoying it. Yes. Right up. When did I... Right up until Elizabeth and the cholera stuff. And the cholera, I still think, was pointless. What was the point of the cholera? I think it was just to basically... It was, once again, a plot point yeah. to to give... Okay, here's a reason why I can I have so many fresh bodies to work on. Okay. To, to create my creature. And it's why all this is on the go. Nobody's really paying attention to the abomination I'm building in the attic. Yeah. It just seems like a convenient plot point for a movie. Yeah, I guess so. I Again, I don't know. Is I, it necessary? I, I mean... I didn't think so. Plagues and sicknesses happened. Yeah. A lot. I, I don't think... I didn't think it was necessary. Once again, Look, I didn't read the book, so... I don't think it was in the book. I, I think... Frankenstein and maybe Dracula, because you'd read the books, mm. and maybe that has influenced. I'm trying not to let it, but your, again, your and again, and I'll say it again. I think it's a great adaptation. Yeah, I think as a movie, the first half hour was boring. Okay. Yeah. And it really just took the wind out of my sails. And maybe I'm trying to grasp for a reason. Uh, like, why is the color there? Why? Why is this scene here? I don't know why, and it just doesn't... Have you seen Titanic? Uh, which one? The, James the... Cameron, Titanic. Yeah? Or you, you don't care about the Jack and Rose relationship, do you? You just want to see the ship sink. <laughs> Is it basically the same thing? Is it? Can I compare it to that? I think my favorite part in Titanic was the uh, third class dancing. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, I love that little... Okay, so that's part of the romance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't hate that. But uh, I didn't hate the romance. I mean, not the. I I, I like Irish music. Yeah. 
Uh, do I just want to see the ship crash? I, yeah, I guess, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. In Pearl Harbor, I just wanted to see the battle. I didn't want to get this whole subplot about a guy who can't read a fucking eye chart. <laughs> okay. Right? I, I, I guess there's that, but and Victor is the type of character that you don't really... I, I don't know if, like... The movie is kind of made, like, do you, are you supposed to pity him? Are you supposed to feel... Are you supposed to feel bad for him? Ba- bad for him? He's a fucking sociopath. I don't feel bad for him. Uh, so... I don't feel bad for him. No, I don't. I don't. I, I, so I, many no, points could he just... Those points that, that you mentioned that, that you don't like, I just see why they're there. Okay. Right? Now, mm-hmm. this movie is quite long. It's a bit over two hours. But... It's not a it, it's not a story you can really do in two hours. I don't think. No. I, I think that a film of this caliber okay. ha- has to have like it's a horror movie, but it's a little more than a horror. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, the beginning of it isn't um, the beginning of it isn't a uh, uh, horror esque. No. Yeah. I, I I get where you're going with it. And I don't know. And I don't know if I really really interpret this as a horror story. Dracula is a cre- is is an evil creature. He, he's got evil intent. This is a I don't know what it is. Is it an Icarus story? You'd have to explain this. Icarus. You know. Yeah, I know who Icarus is. Yeah, so Icarus Icarus and his father um, they built the wings and yeah, yeah, and flew, fly too close to the sun. Right, yeah. Melts and dies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. More explaining? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Your eyes are just like. No, no. I, I, I keep know, going. No, I know. I know the story. Oh, okay. It's, That's what I thought you were asking. To compare, it's a hubris. To... Story. Okay, yeah. So it, it is a story of hubris. Yeah. Sure. That that that's his. He's too hubris. He tries to be too close to. In this case, he tries to be too close to God. To God. Right. Yeah. That Judeo-Christian deity that they have. It's too close to God, and he. Well, I, he mean, achieves, I mean, you say you say that, but but most he, gods create life. Right, but he achieves creating life. Yeah. And he has to fall because of it, or he falls because he created life, and he is not God. No, that's right. So uh, I, I, I'm i going to go right back to the 30s. You have created a monster, mm-hmm. and it will destroy you. Yes. That's a great line. It is a great line. That's a fan-fucking-tastic line. But once again, I don't know if, like you say, this threads the needle of a horror film. Uh, well, I mean, I see where you're going. Right? It's there. I think it's there as much as it needs to be. Yeah. I don't think it is strictly the point of it. No. It's not meant... Because, again, the stories... What did I say there was earlier? Did I say it was ubiquitous? I think so. Yes. Yeah. You know this story. Everyone knows this story. Yeah. Without knowing it. Everyone, you grew up on cartoons that reference this story, that do this story, and you don't even know what it is. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So it, it's, you don't, you don't have to play up the horror aspect of it. I'm sure you could write a screenplay and do a movie that focuses more on the horror of the situation. Yeah. And if they wanted to do that, you know what's an easy way to do that? Follow the monster more closely when 
and, and pick out different parts of the original text to go over. Pick out the part when he gets shot and he's festering. Pick out the part when he actually kills William. Yeah. yeah. Now, that's not really described in the book, other than that he uh, choked the life out of him. But, like, there's enough description there that you could do that. You could. You could follow along with the monster, how he frames Justine. And Although... I'm happy that that scene wasn't in this. Oh, yes. Wasn't in this. Yeah. But his description of it. Yes. I think is more impactful and more powerful. Right. What what I was saying, if you want to frame this as that traditional horror. Yeah. I think that's the way someone oh, would go with it. You, 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 as you, opposed you. to the way it is now, it's... It's a horrific story. It has, you know, if you were to take this as a life, uh, you know, into the real world, that's a fucked up thing to have happen, all, everything there. Yeah. But, you know, real life horror. But, yeah. Yeah, it's just maybe we're so beaten down with it that you don't notice. I, I don't think that this story re- really, like I say, in, in its execution, that it warrants being a horror story any more than... Count of Monte Cristo. Really? Hmm. Both of them are ultimately a revenge story. Can revenge not be a horror story? No, no, revenge can be. I mean, there's literally a monster in it. Yeah, I know. There's 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 a monster in it. It's just I don't know. I don't I don't feel that it's that, that it's not the intention of it. Of specifically the movie, you mean? The adaptation. The adaptation, yes. Yeah, so I guess Is- the the movie. I think that if this was, like, this could have went another, like, it could have went that darker. Right. Right? That darker way. When it wasn't. It could have had, we're going to add a body count. Right. We're going to have the monster, basically, when the family, the, the when, when he's with that family. Yeah. Um, and they come, they drive him out with sticks that, all right, well, now he's going to come back. He's running back with the flower. Right. To show them. Yeah. I'm... The spirit of the forest. Right. Right? They could have had him come back and just kill them. Right. Right? Then he discovers, uh, you know, this is what it is. No, he, he didn't let that do it. He still held on to that. Yes. Right? So I mean, the monster once has hope. Yeah. That's for right. a long time until time after time, you know, humans just grounds him down time after time until he just, yeah, you guys, you can't accept me. Yeah. I'm beyond. Because, I mean, he moves up and down the mountainside. Again, going to reference the novel again, but he moves up and down the mountainside like like a creature that belongs there. Yeah. He's just straight up. Yeah. You, Vic, at one point, Victor's watching him climb, and he's, making, he's going so fast, it's unbelievable. Not using any discernible trail, just making a beeline. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, is it horror? Yeah, I... Still want to say it's horror because I mean, there's there's some icky things in it. All that amniotic fluid. Yeah, yeah. Like there's some gross stuff. There's there's the monster. Maybe it is the fact that I'm a little desensitized, perhaps. Uh, yeah, this is what I was actually I was talking to our, our buddy about this earlier. Yeah. And uh, he was going, yeah, the, I can't I can't watch the Grudge or the Ring. It's like. They ruined me for life. I I won't even look at J-Horror. Those are, in my opinion, scary films. Yeah. They're they're one of the few films that literally do scare me. Right. That's something that scares me. Right. Right. Uh, You you know that. I I do know that. Yeah. And then he said, 
uh, I don't know if I fin- I was trying to tell you this story earlier, and I don't know, know if I finished it. And he said, I seen a scene from a movie and had nightmares about it. Just one scene. I was like, what? One scene. He goes, yeah, it's it's this young boy who was raised as a girl, and they're at some sleepaway camp, and the final scene is them there with their mouth open. It's like, And then he goes, I don't know what the name of the movie is, though. So which scene from Sleepaway Camp? The final it? one. The final scene. With, um, I don't remember the kid's name, Angela. Yeah. With Ang- Angela with, with mouth open. Just, ah. Yes. That scene gave him nothing. Just seeing that, I don't know, if, I don't know, I don't know if he's seen it moving or not. I assume he's seen it in a video. Yeah. Just seeing that scene was, that's it, nightmares. Nightmare time. Whereas I think that, I think that's a great scene. Yeah. Yeah. But absolutely. again, I wouldn't even... If I, if I woke up dreaming about that, I'd be like, eh, what am I thinking about Sleepaway Camp for? I need to go back to sleep and finish this. Yeah. I love nightmares. They're like free horror movies. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Every, every now and then, Jason shows up and kills me. It's great. Yeah, it's like, oh, oh I love, want to see how this one goes. <laughs> I got, what was, I, I, had, I had a dream once, and I was on the roof of the house, but it, it was a flat roof, and there was a door, and I fought Jason for a second, and I jumped off, but I, like, broke my leg and tumbled up against a fence. It was my house, but not my house, because, you know, dreams. Mm-hmm. And then I backed into the bushes, and I looked up, and I seen Jason throw a fucking rod and go, fill- <clears throat> and I woke up. I was like, oh, man, that was great. I had a dream. That was a one. great kill. I-, I had a pretty terrifying dream once before. Um, basically, in the dream, I was in my bed, mm. but I was... Flipped. I was lying in the foot of my bed. So the bed wasn't flipped. I was just laying wrong way around. Long way around in the bed. So I'm facing the door. Hmm. This is my, my high school, like the way my room was orientated when I was in high school. So I'm facing the door and I hear sound in the hallway. And all of a sudden the door flies open. And I mean John. My house is mosh pit filled. With zombies. <laughs> like, it's like Night of the Living Dead, and they're in the house. Like, it's that scene. And they basically pour through this open doorway and fall onto me, pinning me under my bed sheets and start eating me alive. Dude. I literally felt myself blacking out, dying, and I woke up, and I was at that end of the bed. <laughs> And I heard a sound out in the hallway, and I almost died. It was my dad going to take a piss. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. I'm telling you, it was sweats. Dean for, making a beeline for the fire poker. For sure. Oh, man. If that if that happened, you're fucked. How do you get out of that situation? What do you do? Nothing. They, You die. Yeah. Yeah. You just die. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm under the bed sheets. They're on top of me. Is it? There's, there's just nowhere. There's no, there's too many to fight, right? Yeah. Oh, dad out there enjoying his piss. Me in there, basically pissing, pissing. Oh man, that was a good one. What were we talking about? We were talking about Frankenstein. Oh well, thanks. <laughs> I didn't know that much. I think, yeah, I think we are a little desensitized to the horror. Yeah, too. Even, even. This is like, I don't think it's a super scary movie. This is the sort of movie that... Oh, yeah. This is definitely one of the ones that if you're getting into horror, you, right. you could watch this. You don't think your mom could watch this? No. 
No. No. Right? Probably not. Yeah. Right? So, Probably not. There you go. That 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 is our that's our test. Is it a horror movie? Would your mother watch it? Would my mother watch it? Yeah. Mom did watch uh Hammer Dracula. Really? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. She Was she did. scared? Oh yeah, terrible. Well there you go. She's actually like that Dracula, like Christopher Lee's Dracula. Yeah. Um, is the one like she will bust that out and tell you about how scary those movies are. Oh. Like, yeah. And she like remembers seeing it and can like basically tell you what happened in that film. And, that's, and, and that and Jaws, Orca, she said she saw Orca. Burnt into her memory. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's she said, I went and saw Orca. Because she said, I thought it was going to be, like, nice. It's, <laughs> it, she said, killer whales, they're, yeah, they got killer in their name, but they're nice. Yeah, this one was not. Yeah, to the point, she wouldn't let me watch Free Willy. Because <laughs> she said, that might be a remake of Orca. And no, you can't watch it. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. That's wonderful. That is funny. The creature's strength is beyond next level. Yes. Like, stupid, yes. stupid strong. Like, supernatural strong. No, just, you know, lots of muscle strong. Yeah, but I don't think that that's transi- transitioned in the in the film. No, he was built like a cow. When he basically takes this dude and huffs him. I, I think in the... I, he's only made of other people. He's only I, a strong... This is where, this is where I'm going. Like, I... I don't know if I'm misremembering, but I feel like there was cow parts in him. Okay. In the novel. In the novel? Yeah. I feel like there was... Um, hey, guys, yell at me and give send us an email if I'm wrong. Yeah. Uh, I, I'd love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love an email that is someone not trying to sell me something. Yes. Um, yeah, but that, yeah, he is, yeah, okay, super, and this adaptation, sure, sure, we'll go with he's yeah. absolutely supernaturally strong, because he is 100% man-made by, from man. Yeah, by man part, so I would figure he's only going to be as strong as the person was that he's made from. Right. Right? That would be the logical thing. But he's made from Max Cady, so... Yeah, Max Cady's strong, but he's more tough than strong. Yeah. Right? Um, um. Actually, he's made from a malnourished, like he's primarily made from a malnourished amputee. Yeah. Right? So, I, I found, I mean, you got to take some liberties where they are. That, to me, I felt like I would have liked that explained a little bit more of why he's so strong as he is. That never bothered me. Right? True. What are, well, I guess yeah. we're two different people. Different things yeah. bother, bother us both. Yeah. I'm yeah. not saying it bothers. I love this film. I'm just saying I, I saw it and it was like, ah, what? How? So, yeah. We, right? we uh, moving on through the movie, though. Yeah. I'm just looking at my notes here. <laughs> Amniotic fluid icky. Yeah. Man. When they hang Justine, Ooh. her head would have just popped right the fuck off. That was, that, that, was, that happened. Fast. That was too high a drop. That happened fast. But a lot... Okay, not reading the book? Yeah. That blew my mind, watching that. Yeah? Because when I watched this film, Mm -hmm. um, I had seen 1931's Frankenstein. Okay. The villagers with the pitchforks are coming after the monster, not after Sweet Justine. No. The fact that the creature manipulated... Yeah. Basically, he jigsawed that shit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. He it was his his master plan. Like basically 
sees her there asleep and drops Willie's um, necklace. Yeah, it's, a, it's his locket. It's uh, actually their mother's locket, is what it is. Okay. Right. So it's that extra little bit of yeah. sting. And it, and it, even though that's not really enough evidence, maybe if it like went to an actual in, in investigation, but a lynch mob is a dangerous thing. Sounds like it was enough evidence in 1822, whatever it was, 1820, 1819. I don't know when this was published. I think it's set in the 1780s. Yeah, it's like the 17-somethings. 17, 17 but yeah. They definitely got that 1700 aristocratic hairdo. Yeah. Hairdo's on the go. But yeah, no, that, that, that hanging from that distance, her head would have popped right off. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I leaned back and went, ah, her head would have ripped off. Oh, well. And I leaned back. Well, man, I felt bad for Justine. Oh, yeah. She she got she got it. And uh, was she praying and saying that, like, oh, yeah, well, you know, obviously they're not going to do anything because I didn't I didn't do anything. And then they tortured a confession out of her? I, I think so. But it, it, it all happened so fast. But I think it's like, you know, she, she wanted, I, I think she wanted a relationship with Victor. And she basically said to Elizabeth earlier, if he was mine, I'd be gone. Yeah. But he's not mine. Oh. And a few of the things that she, like the comments that she made. Well, I wouldn't have picked up on that. I think she begrudged it a little. Oh. Yeah. No, I didn't get that at all. But yeah, absolutely. It was tragic how that, how that went for her. Because she was like 100% innocent. And maybe that's one of the most monstrous things that the creature did. Yeah, yeah. Right? One of my favorite scenes is that talk they have in the ice cave. That is my favorite scene. Yeah, that's great. That is my favorite scene, uh, to basically be sitting across from the thing you've created. Yeah. And know, and and hearing it describe how it's lit, hoisted your baby brother into the air and crushed his his neck. Yeah. Right? Calmly describing it and firmly knowing there's nothing you can do about it. Right? Yeah. And uh, that is absolutely my favorite scene in the film. It's good. And that dialogue between them. And that's where that's where the discussion of he wants him to create his mate. Right. And he wants him to create his mate. And basically he, he says that line of you you'll either help like the love I have, you can under not understand the rage I have. Yeah. If I cannot satisfy one, I'll indulge the other. Right. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Right? Like that that's those scenes were very well written. I think overall the monsters dialogue mm-hmm. is great. Yes. Like whenever he's talking, it's it it's good stuff, right? I really, yeah, I really was a fan of that. I like how excited he got when he got a Christmas gift back when. Uh, when he was with the family. With the family. Yeah. Right. What did they give him? Um, they gave him uh, the flower. It was just the flower, was it? I think it was the flower and some some cookies. Okay. Some treats. Yeah. Right. The calling I mean, spirit. The calling spirit of the forest. Yeah, he stayed there for months and months. Right. Right. And the blind man says, allow me to see you with uh, with my hands. Yeah. And basically he touches him and he's like, he doesn't really recoil, but he kind of has pity. Yeah. Since you poor soul. Yeah. Right? When he feels what, what he looked like. 
But then that whole thing escalated poorly because he defended the old man against this guy. Yeah. But you hear the screams, and of course, the family comes back, and what do they think? They think that this monster has assailed him, so they beat him with the stick till he runs off, and they just get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, and that scene where he's, like, lying on the ground crying, and and you hear, like, almost like that same wail in that in those cries. I, I felt fucking bad for the creature in that, in that scene. I think, you know, I mean, you would have to. You, you're supposed to. Yeah. I think, I think 100%. If you don't, you're, you're pretty, pretty cold. Yeah. Right? To not feel something for this creature. <clears throat> he didn't ask to be created. No, he didn't ask to be created. And he was just set out without anything. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right? But yeah, he goes on, does the murderings. Yeah. Victor I knows. will have my revenge. Frankenstein! That that was not a great... <laughs> that, that, that was a funny scene. Yeah. I, I said, LOL. <laughs> the delivery of that scene. So here's what I thought you would have liked about this film, like initially seeing it. Okay. How theatrical it feels. Like how over the top everything is. Yeah. Everything's super embellished and super theatrical. I, I do have an appreciation of that. It almost feels like an opera in some ways. Yeah. I. So the most notable part that I picked up on that kind of theatrical way is that staircase. Oh, absolutely. I was, has no I was, I was like, we're an hour in and John has not talked about the amazing fucking staircase that could be smelled. <laughs> Yeah, so that staircase is wicked. Yeah. It's got that curve, and I'm looking at the shreds, and I'm thinking, man, they look like they're marble. Mm. They look like they're cold marble. There's no rail, but they're so wide, and they got this turn to them, but however many treads they got, it's such a subtle turn that the treads don't really look... When you get a curved staircase, often when you're on the inside of the curve, the, the, the step itself that you're stepping on is so narrow, it's kind of... Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. But this is so, these are so wide and so deep and angle over such a long stretch that you can hardly see that these are pie-shaped steps. Yeah. It's very gentle, all, all while being, like, made out of this cold, hard material. But it's a beautiful... It's gorgeous. Beautiful. So is the ballroom. That house oh, yeah. is fucking gorgeous. Yeah. A chateau or Maison, whatever. whatever. That's their house. Right? Yeah. yeah, it's their house. But uh, absolutely, it's it's stunning. Yeah, no. I love, there's that scene where basically Ian Holm comes down covered in blood. Right. After the birth of his, and it was the death of his mother. Right. And basically Frankenstein's there at the steps and he runs up the steps to his dead mother. Yeah. Love how that's mirrored later on when he's bringing Elizabeth right. you over those you stairs. You pointed that out to me and, and made me appreciate that little bit of yes cinematography mirroring. And I, and I think that, like I say, there's that di- dynamic of, you know, this was the birth of his obsession. Right. The death of his mother was the birth of his obsession, which led to the death of his beloved. His wife. His wife, yeah. Because they're... Brother and sister no longer. Brother and sister no longer. 
And Boy, um, if you deny me my wedding night, I will be with you on yours. And that, there's another problem with Frankenstein himself. Hubris. Again. He keeps, he's like, ah, well. He's an uh, ego fuck it. Well, I guess he'll just finally off me on my wedding night. Yeah. Doesn't think, he doesn't even come to his mind that that's not what the creature means. No. Right. Man, what a ego. And I mean, that's like. Yeah, hubris, egotistical, whatever you want to call it. Yep. Stupid. But when the monster kills her, so holy shit. Did he kill her the same way? No, I no, I think he breaks her neck in the book. Okay, because I'm telling you, man, there's something about him. To me, there's like a meaning behind that to rip out her heart yeah. and reach out and hand it to him. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That, there's a there's a yeah. there's a meaning yeah. behind that. Yeah. No. In the if you want to go to the novel, um, uh, Frankenstein fucks off to Scotland. Yeah. To build the creature's wife. Yeah. Or mate. Okay. It's referred to as mate, I mate. do believe. And he gets really worried about the fact that they might be able to reproduce little monsters of their own. Let alone that he could very easily scientifically fix that. Yeah, yeah. Just be like, well, you know, I just won't give her a uterus. Yes. Or ovaries. No problem. She had the rest of the stuff, but none of the actual reproductive parts. Yeah. Then they can't happen. Unless. Unless they figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Or like, why, why can't we? And then he comes back. So maybe that's why he wouldn't. Well, he... Once, once this thing is gone, I don't... Once he starts thinking that, yeah. he just rips apart rips apart all this work he's been doing. Again, he, he goes to Scotland, goes off to an isolated island all by himself, and just... And the monster in the book just glares at him every now and then from the shadows, and he's like, I know he's here, but I can't find him. Yeah. I can't... He... The, the fucking monster in the book is so good... At living in the wild, like he can he can sustain himself off of tree bark. Yeah, like that sort of thing, right? Yep. Uh, that Victor would have no ability to ever really chase him. No, no and, and that's kind of set up. But anyway, he rips apart the project, and Monster tells him in Scotland. Yeah, you know, I'll be with you on your wedding night. Yeah. So Victor says, "Ah, well, I guess I'll die then." Then the monster kills Henry. Okay. Yeah. And then Victor's jailed for killing Henry for three months. Yeah. Then his father shows up, takes him back to Geneva, says, well, time to marry, time to marry uh, fucking Elizabeth. Elizabeth, yeah. Somewhere in there, that whole William stuff, that all happens. Justine gets, it's the same thing with Justine. Yeah. And uh, when they get married, again, I want to say he just breaks her neck. Okay. I do... I do. Once again, this is super theatric. I just got. That's exactly it. You took the words right out of my yeah, mouth. Yeah. I I do very much enjoy that, and it gives two full beats before it stops. Yeah. Then I'm watching the movie, and creature just fucking knocks the bitch off the fucking bed. She smacks her face on the nightstand, and her hair catches up. I'm like, what's the point in that? I got. I got. I got audibly. Yeah. Angry at it. And I realized after why. Yeah, yeah. It's to fuck up her face so she's not beautiful anymore. Yes. I don't think it was his intention to do that. I just think it was the movie's intention to have her janked up looking. 
Or it could have been, you know, that he's he's going to, he anticipates what Frankenstein may do. Right. Right? Yeah, Frankenstein doesn't do that in the novel either. No. No, don't even, no. He yeah. just starts chasing him. Just starts chasing him. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when he goes up through Russia, blah, 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 and goes to the back. So I'm not the, the biggest fan of the tug of war scene, although I did feel it, it like, I felt it... It's appropriate because right. once again, this this is uh, something that I guess a lot of females can attribute. You know, two dudes warring over you. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, right? Not to that. Can a lot degree. of females do that? I don't know. I would assume so. A lot easier than I can, John. Not many people lining up to war, tug of war. Come on, guys! <laughs> I got a couple of legs. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, okay. I assume, yeah, well, anyway, yeah, they're, 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 come to me, come to me, no me. Yeah, and basically, it it seems like there for a moment that she's going to go to the monster, but then she realizes, then she starts saying, Vic, 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 she can remember his name, and like, she goes to go back, and then the tug of war sues, and she's like, I thought for a second she was going to bust apart at the seams. Like, she's only just been recently stitched together, guys. Why are you pulling on her? Yeah. She's like, going to fucking fall apart. <laughs> yeah. Relax. Shit's happening. But when she basically, you know, realizes what, what's been done basically against her will. Oh, yeah. And she can't handle it and she destroys herself. Yeah. Right? Damn. Yeah, no, that that, that end is, isn't too bad. I, I would interpret that that building to that is the climax. Yes. Of the film. Yeah. Right? And then after that, it cuts back to Walton. Back to Walton, I do believe, yeah. To bookend the movie as the novel was bookended. Yep. And he eventually comes around to saying, oh, yeah, well, guess we're not going to the North Pole because, you know, hubris and all that. Yeah. Which is good. Now, I have another problem with this. No, wait, I got one more problem. That is the most, when she's walking down that hallway... What the fuck is happening? That is the most flammable building ever. Yeah. She just, boom, boom. Yeah. What the fuck was that? Um, I, I have no idea. Theatrics. I yeah, guess. I know it was yeah. theatrics. I, I, I get that. Yeah. It's, but it's not like it was happening in her head. It was actually, it was made to be actually happening. Yeah. Which is a little too, a little too dramatic. Like, I like theatrical, but maybe that's a little too much. That, that's a little, I find that a little more, I'll say Hollywood. Yeah. Which is my next issue, which is the ice breaking apart on Walton's scene. That was pointless. That didn't need to be there. I didn't like it. Okay. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, you know what that scene reminded me of immediately? And then you've got him swimming in the frigid ocean to holding up the... The torch? The torch. I can believe that from the creature. Yeah, yeah. Um, do, do you know what that ice-breaking apart scene reminded me a lot of? Something else that we have in the past called Way Too Hollywood. And what was it? The Thing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I hate that, that scene in The Thing. Yeah. In 2011's The Thing. Of course. Right? Basically yeah. when they're just... Okay, we've got to now. We've got to run across this spaceship. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I. I. It, it felt. It, it felt the same. It, it takes you out. Oh yeah. No, I, was, I didn't feel it with the ice break. No. I didn't really feel. I also don't think ice would break apart quite like that. 
No, no, right. it's much more. Uh, I, I guess like so that pack ice. What's gonna happen? It's like when the pack ice comes into the bay. Yeah, you can't put a ship through it. Yeah. But then when it breaks up, it's just it's spreading out enough that you can sail through it now. But then this only just recently packed in. They they would have essentially really been there for much longer. I well in the book I, they're I guess they're not really saying how long they have been they're, there. They're yeah, they're not saying how long they've been there. Now I, I assume in the movie wise they've been there for a month or more. Okay. Just my feeling on it. And again, that might be me interpreting stuff from the book to, you know. Because it feels like, to me, like in the movie, like they get there, they hear the whales, Frankenstein comes in. And then and, he dies. And basically he he's like that far gone from exposure or whatnot. Yeah. He just doesn't survive. Yeah. So I get the feeling like they're not there that long. But once again, that's just my interpretation. Yeah, and you very, and that that's a very fine reading of it, I'm sure. Yeah. But, uh I, yeah, no, again, again, it happened, and it just, I, I was getting to enjoy it, and then that, the fire thing happened, I was like, oh, okay, whatever. And then that happened, I was like, oh, fuck off. I, I think I, it, it, you think it's a beautiful scene, though, blew me where, down. where he actually, like, burns, burns, yeah. burns his, his creator, his father. Yeah. And Now, I and do himself. believe, again, in the book, I do believe the monster makes his own funeral pyre. Okay. He didn't rely on... Maybe he did rely on some stuff from Walton, but I'm not sure. But he he burnt Victor himself, and I do love that final. I do love so that. So does final the creature one. kill himself as well in the book, or? Uh, he just takes off to the north and it's never hurt. Okay. Me. Yeah. I, I I like the fact that he burned with with Frankenstein. I thought that was poetic. Yeah. Right. No, I I I I'll complain about the ice breaking up, but I do really enjoy. That final pyre scene. Yeah, seeing yeah. him basically, and, and he he's he's burning, but he's smiling. I because guess. I'm guessing he feels, you know, it's finally over. Yeah. Right. I mean, he, he hasn't had, he's never known, really known love. He's never known love and he won't, very little compassion. Yeah, he won't ever. Right. Right? I like, I, I, I got this up from INDB quote section here. Walton finds the creature weeping over Frankenstein's body. Walton, who are you, creature? He never gave me a name. Uh, why do you weep? He was my father. Yeah, yeah. I like that. That that is that is absolutely very very good dialogue. Once again, I think anything that the that the monster one hundred like. Okay, it's Robert De Niro, but he steals the fucking show, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, he does. He does he, a fantastic job. He 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 really does. Uh, I love like when he's holding out her heart. He, I keep my promises. Yeah. That line is is basically short and sweet, but it's the uh, it's it's the way of it. Yeah. It's no, I I, I enjoy that. You know but, what we haven't done yet? What's that? Given a rating. We have not. I know what I meant. Uh oh! Are we guessing? Do I go? Do I get to go first and disappoint everyone? I, I I'm thinking that you're. I'm thinking that you're at a five or a C. Okay, I'm thinking you're at an eight, but I am at a five. Okay. I was initially at a four. Yep. And we talked about it the other night, and I was thinking, and especially when it comes to that mirroring with the staircase where where he's walking up. Okay, I understand that. That helps me put a bit of more context to the scene. To a, a, an amount of scene that I was really dis- disregarding as like, 
Ugh. Yeah. Really didn't like it. Yeah. And it helps me put a bit of context to it, and that I do appreciate that more. Yeah. And, and that's one thing I get for, out of talking over these movies is sometimes I'll go in and... Usually I will bring you off a point or two. If you're really, if you're really into it, you yeah. can, for sure. You can point out some stuff that... And yeah, you, you brought me up a point on it, up to five. I was at a four yeah. on the initial watch. Wow. Talking about it, I'll go to a five for sure. And again, I really thought you would have. I thought you would have loved how how theatrical this was. Like it's maybe, a Frankenstein movie, and we didn't really touch on the the creation scene. Oh fuck, like, we didn't. Like that sequence is, I, I love it. Yeah, no, that's that's. You got that big ball sack on the on the ceiling. What the fuck? That everything's just so cryptic again. Yeah, the big like, ball sack everything. of amniotic fluid. Yeah, maybe. That's a, that's a lot, John. That's a lot. He's buying it by the bucket. By the bucket. How many kids are born in, uh, okay, what was the name of the town? Ingle? Ingolstadt. Ingolstadt. Yeah. I keep saying Inglesnorf is what my head wants to say. <laughs> With that whole, that, that, that copper, like, what do you Casket? call it? Casket? Uh, sarcophagus. Yeah. Right? It's great. Yeah, and no. It puts these big fucking metal needle things in, in there in the specific scenes. Yeah. Right? And he busts that bitch out again at the end of the movie. Yeah. When he, uh, when he brings Elizabeth back. The creation scene's pretty cool. Yeah. Right? I did touch on it, but I don't and, like talking. I know. Well, like I say, <laughs> you got pretty fucking hot. Yeah. Uh, pretty fucking hot uh, Kenneth Branagh running around. And I mean, <laughs> I, I'm... I'm good enough to say when a dude's looking good. He's looking pretty good in that. Yeah, yeah. No, he was... <laughs> my my focus was not so much on the creation, I suppose. But uh, Thanks, Kenneth, for taking off that robe. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I think... Yeah, he's got like a fine six-pack on. Uh, he's built. Right? He's built. Yeah. He'd take you wherever you wanted to go. Yeah. Um, the... Because uh, the... The creation scene in the book is just, like, a paragraph, not even. Yeah, and a lot of times I, I do hear that, uh, like, when you're interpreting, that, like, Frankenstein, yeah, you can really kind of take the creation scene wherever you want. Wherever the fuck you it, want. Right? So we used eels for the electricity. Yeah. Right? No, that's... that's uh... That feels a lot better than, you know, waiting for a thunder... thunder uh, Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, Eels, man. Eels. They're kind of creepy. Have you ever seen um, The Cure for Wellness? No. I That is one that um, I've seen and I really have wanted to. Have you seen the scene? Uh, I'm going to say no. Were they? I know, like. They get in vats with eels and stuff. No, there's there, there's straight up a scene where he, like he's he's pushed like a tube is forced down his throat and they pull this thing and like the he's basically his stomach is filled oh. with eels. Oh, that would fucking kill you, wouldn't it? Yeah. 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 That's well. the point. Oh well. That's the way to go. Man, that is the way to go. When we're done, I'll have to quickly show you that scene. Oh yeah, it, it's pretty uh, pretty good. But yeah, the creation in the book is a paragraph. I was looking for it real quick. Yeah, but so, I mean uh, now now this one is quite different from like nineteen thirty ones, but it still had the it's alive, right, right. 
And again, not in the book. So basically, he's he. Yeah, I know, but I I guess they did that it's, as as a tribute to oh, the original mm, film. Best every Frank. I think every Frankenstein movie needs a. It's alive. And basically, he's on top of this sarcophagus and he's like pleading, "Live, live." Yeah. Right, and he sees and he sees De Niro's eye open. <laughs> it's alive. Yeah. No, it's it's a. Wonderful creation scene. That that is a very very good. Like you said, you can be so open ended and creative with it. You can, you can. Really cool thing. And electricity just seems to be the thing that is uh, used all the time. Yeah. And I'm not sure. I mean, worked on Jason. I I do some more digging. I I do recall that there was some experiment that Mary Shelley scene where. They use electricity to make a, a dead frog's legs muscles jump. Okay, yeah. So and. But I don't think there was anything electric mentioned. Again, it's like a year and a half since I read it, and I wasn't looking to uh, do a study on it. I was reading it for you yeah. for myself to read it, not. But, but I love that scene in like 1931s where basically he's throwing all these switches and there's sparks and everything. Yeah. It, it's a fucking amazing it's scene. Amazing. And Victor Frankenstein is the mad scientist. Oh, yeah. 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 And, oh, who is it? Who, I, I don't remember who plays him in 31, but I get, he's shaking. I, I get Henry is more the mad scientist than Victor, though. Yeah. Okay. Like, Victor's very eccentric, but I don't get, like, super, like, he's he's mad. Right. But definitely eccentric. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's hyper-fixated on that thing. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Henry Frankenstein and from the like 30 say, When Elizabeth comes in and sees basically what this has done to him, he does look, like, completely dragged out. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and, and as you're saying, Henry Frankenstein from the 30s movie... Yeah. ...is a mad guy. Like, he's he, He's just fucking nuts, and I love it. Yeah. It's alive! My God, it's alive! <laughs> It's great. <laughs> now I know what it feels like to be God. That's a great line as well. You know, it was censored, right? What's it? Yeah. Okay. When that first came out, it was censored with thunder. Thunder? Okay, yeah. now I so know what can... it's like to be... <sighs> yeah. Because it was uh, it was sacrilege or heretical or however they wanted to phrase it. Okay. It wasn't allowed to be in the movies. Yeah. It was seen as too drastic. But no, the creation scene, uh, we can't really talk about a Frankenstein movie without... Yeah, no, that's fair. That's without, fair. That's a without good, uh, getting into uh, into that. So, uh, what was your rating? My rating was an 8. Yeah? Yeah, I love this film. Yeah, I right? thought so. I love this film. It was like, once again, for like that that story, I, I, I was taken in by it. I, I did like... I thought I was not going to like how... And maybe on my initial watch, I wasn't quite the fan of how over the top it is. Like right. with regards to like it, it feels like it's bigger than life acting, and like nobody acts this way in real life. Right. It's not that story. It's not that film. It's that over the top embellishment of a of a story is is what works for me with it. Yeah. Right. I don't know if I'd want to watch the watch a, a Frankenstein movie that was like grounded to to reality. I don't think I need that. No. Right. Well, who wants a grounded to reality movie? Well, there's plenty that are grounded to reality and good. I suppose. Right. Some so even some scary movies like that. 
that take themselves uber seriously. Yeah. Right? That's that's fine. All right. Right? That's fine for what it is, but I don't think it needs to be. Frankenstein is not that movie. No. No. Right? I think that this movie is, uh, it's great. What's our other general questions? Does it deserve a sequel? Does it deserve a sequel? <laughs> well, you can't, basically this one did bride as well. Yeah. Right? So, man, I kind of wish we got a little bit more of, like, Helena Helena Bonham Carter's, right? Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Ride of Frankenstein. I was really expecting her to have puffed up hair. Have puffed up hair. I was no, really she, expecting she, it. She, she, she was quite fucked up. Yeah. Right? She was quite fucked up. Um, I actually like her sequence a little bit more than I really like the original Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah. I, I, the thing that got me with the original bride is like how little she's in it. Well, yeah, but I mean, I knew that going in. Yeah, I suppose I, I don't know. Mm. Right, like to me, like Bride of Frankenstein has like it adds in a lot of the story of when he's out with the family. Yeah, and whatnot. I love that part of it. Yeah, it's just you know I wish there was more bride. Yeah. Right. Oh well. Yeah. So yeah, I'm at an eight. Uh, cool. Easily, easily with an eight on that one. But once again, our rating systems are a little bit different. There. Right. I like what I like, and I like things that tend to be different. And this is a different film. I can't really think of another that's like that. The score. What'd you think of the score, the music for it, and whatnot? I thought that added a lot. Like it was very orchestra, orchestral. Blank face. No, you didn't. I can't. I can't say I remember a single... I can't say that a single thing, a bit of music in that movie grabbed me. Okay, okay. I thought... I think it may have won an award or something for the music. It might have. I'm also... I need to look. I'm also the kind of guy who goes... The first thing I do in any video game... Yep. ...is go in and turn off every bit of music. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I've played. Where to see if they've won the nominated for one one Oscar? I I remember people always talking. Oh yeah, the the Baron's theme from Warcraft or or the Stone Talon one. Oh yeah, the Molten Core theme. And I'm just like, I don't know these. It's like, how do you not know? You run Molten Core four times a week. How do you not know the Molten Core theme? It's like I I don't play with music on, and I get a lot of flack from people. It was a Golden Reel Award. Okay, that, what's uh, that mean? Uh, for 1995, and they won it for, it's a series, and they won it for Best Sound Editing and Music. Okay. Uh, but the Academy Award, the Oscar that it was nominated for, Makes Sense, was Best Makeup. Oh, okay. Win. Yeah, yeah. The, Didn't win, boss. Who, who won? I don't know. I don't see that. Oh, okay. Right. Oh, well. 1994? Now, that's something else that I had intended to mention. Like, from that time period, like, you hear a lot of movies from the late 90s and whatnot. Just think, this movie was two years before Scream. Yeah. I was just looking up the 1994 winner for Best Makeup. Yeah? What was it? I get it. I get it, but I... Uh. What was it? Mrs. Doubtfire. Mrs. Doubtfire. Wow, how the fuck old am I? Mrs. Doubtfire Man and Mary Shelley's Frankenstein came out in the same year. That's nuts. It says, it says this came out in 93. This? No, Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Was... I guess depending on what part of 2000 
93 it came out. If it released in 94, chances are it might have been in the 95 uh, Academy Awards. It is, 95, yeah, it is. Okay, well, in that, uh, in that case, Ed Wood. Ed Wood. Yeah. Won. Yeah. Okay. Which is somehow more disappointing to me than Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> Because, I mean, look at him. His his makeup, I, th- I think, was like... Oh, spot on. Yeah, it, it's basically perfect. Yeah. Right? I, I do really other than it. Other than, like, his makeup and whatnot, there's not really that much else to... I suppose. ...to talk about uh, other than her. Her makeup was... Her, yeah, right? and was, again, was same thing. ...as good. Yeah. Um, The heart, right? I mean, looked like a heart, right? I like that. Yeah. That, that took me back for that. I was like, holy fuck. He literally just ripped her still beating heart out of her chest. I keep my promises. Yeah. Yeah. What a fucking dude. Yeah, what a dude. Right? Oh, man. You know, for the sympathy of one living being, I would make, make peace with all. Okay. That's another... That's another that's like a great quote. I think, yeah, yeah. That That's a... There, there, there were a lot. Like, I, I just were writing down... Franken like creature quotes. Yeah. Oh yeah. He had all the best dialogue. Okay, so it certainly sounds like there's a uh, there there's a fight on the go. Oh yeah, I see that. And I think I know who's winning. And I don't know these guys. Who the fuck are these guys? <laughs> so we have Henry from Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Why don't you look him up? Yeah, uh, I am. I know you're not a big wrestling fan, but. Uh, you know who Kane is, right? Nope. The Undertaker's brother. You know who The Undertaker is? I've heard The Undertaker. I had no idea there was a brother. Yeah, so he's The Undertaker. He's like seven foot. Is that Jacob? 340, 40-something pounds. That's Jacob. That That's that's Jacob. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. And Henry's just a dude in a wife beater. Yeah. Is there any more to Henry than that? He's a serial killer. I assumed. Right. I assumed from the title of this film. Yep. Yeah. He's a, he, he's a serial killer. Is he cagey? Is he smart? Um, that looks like a not exactly. I mean, he is, but he, he's not like, I, I wouldn't say he's in like Max Cady's level of. Okay. All right. He, he's no Hannibal Lecter. No. I, I don't think he's he's not brilliant by any means. Is, is, is he at least Hannibal? <laughs> Right? Is he at least Hannibal? Uh, oh, Hannibal Lecter? Is he that fair? I, I don't know. I, oh. I, I don't think he... Oh. I mean, he's sadistic. That's one... Of, like, that is one of the movies that's, like, borderline disturbing. Right. Right? Okay. But is he... It really all depended on who he was going to fight. I mean, this is just a big dude. Yeah. Who kills people as well. Yeah. They're, they both have no problem killing. But I also think, like, he doesn't need to get the drop on you. I think Henry is, like, he's kind of the wolf's in sheep's clothing to ambush. Okay. Right? He's that type. Like, he, he's a predator, predatory serial killer. Yeah. But a lot of serial killers are not going to, like, take you in a fight head on. They're going to ambush you. Right. Or they're going to pick. That's why so many serial killers target like a female like yeah. right it's where you know they're they're going to pick on what they perceive to be weak weak yeah right yeah i gotta say i'm lost on this one i have not seen or heard of this movie i've heard of see no evil yep that's about it okay well he 
he's a big fuck-off dude that kills people in big fuck-off ways. He picks him up and crushes his throat. Yeah, I guess he uses a hook. He uses a hook. Basically, he's killing people in a uh, hotel. Ah, It's been a while. I've only ever seen it once. Okay. Right? I think they made a sequel to it. They did. See No Evil 2. Yeah. All right. Glenn Jacobs. But I I think he's actually, uh, well, Kane. He's the the wrestler, Kane. But he's also, like, mayor of, like, Nashville or something. What? (laughs) Like, he's mayor. What city? Oh, man. Kane, the mayor of Knox County, Tennessee. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, good for him. I guess Henry is getting the shaft. I think he's getting killed, man. Yeah. Right? He's getting into a fight with a much bigger dude. Yeah. Right? He looks like a little shithead, too. Did he start it? Probably. Yeah? Probably. Uh, that's, um, you seen Slither? Slither. Uh, if I did, it's not coming to my head. So Michael Rooker, the guy who plays Henry. Okay. He's in that, too. He also plays Merle in The Walking Dead, Merle Dixon. He also plays Yondu in Guardians of the Galaxy. Wow, this is a lot of people I don't know. <laughs> he's also in Cliffhanger. He played Sly Stallone's buddy in that. But yeah, he's he like he's a he's an average size guy. Glenn, and he's dead. Glenn Jacobs is a bigger average. than average guy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. All right. Well. And, and, and I'm pretty damn sure in a fight. Like if those actors got into a fight, yeah. you know who's winning. Yeah. Number one, he's a fucking wrestler. Wrestling's fate to a point. Yeah, you got to take some bumps still. Yeah, well, I mean, fake or not, if you don't know how to land on your head properly, yeah. it can still throw you on your head. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, Absolutely. There, there's the fact that he can take a 300-pound man above his head and throw him a distance. Yeah. At any distance. That's not something that average men d- can do. Yeah. Right? Right. Yes. That's uh, fun times. Yeah, fun times. Uh, well, that's it. I think that's uh, that's basically everything we uh, we need to discuss on that one. Yeah? Yeah. Thanks for listening, and uh, pop on over to our socials and uh, give us a follow. We're always, well, we're not always, but we fairly regularly post some things. We're trying. To, uh, to Twitter. Oh, I'm right? bad at it. I usually like to throw out a couple of different uh, movie quotes. I enjoy the days when I go, when I look at my phone, I go, holy fuck, I posted. Uh-huh. No, no, that was Dean. Awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, we're on Twitter at DNJ underscore TODP. And uh, you can feel, John mentioned earlier about emailing us, the old dark podcast at gmail.com. So until next time, have fun and be good.